The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning and welcome to Friday. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint, who is in Gainesville, Florida, and Brennan Riker, who's in for Jeff McGuire this morning. I'm Chuck Hines. It's our pleasure to have you with us this morning as the, the weekend is already here as uh, we had a short week because of Memorial Day on Monday, and it seems like the week has just flown right by and... We have baseball today for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. They're the three seed in this little regional in Gainesville, Florida. They'll take on UConn today. We'll have it for you at 1030. Jamie and Jeff will have the balls and strikes for us a little after 11 o'clock our time. Jamie, I'm going to start today like I did yesterday with a question for you. Did you see a gator yesterday that was like a traditional reptile, not a Florida gator? I did not. I have not seen a gator yet. I did go. I did go walking, and there was marshy, lakey, pondy kind of areas. Okay. And uh, I stayed, you know, as close to the edge as I could to to be enticing. Okay. And uh, no luck. Okay, you stayed as close as you could to be to be enticing. To the gators, you're like, did you go, here, little gator, 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 here, little gator? Or is that like the wind, Winfield call? Is that the Winfield call? No. Does, no does, it's just, does, a, just a whistle for just, him. Just a whistle. There's like one whistle and then he minds you right away? Or does it, is he like your children that takes several whistles for him to be on his, uh, be, be coming he to might, his master? He, he minds better than the children. Yeah, I, figured, I figured it's. I figured as much. Well, that's why he's the favorite. That's why he's the favorite. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to doubletea973.com for that or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. Brennan will be uh, happy and excited to hear your voice today. That number is 806-771-0973. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. I'm here in the uh, confines, the comfortable confines this morning in downtown Lubbock. And Jamie is uh, in his uh, comfortable confines Sun is already up because he's on the East Coast. That makes a lot of sense. And um, he's uh, in his little mobile First United Bank studio. We know the starting pitcher, Jamie. Um, did uh, did that surprise you at all for them to stay kind of according to Hoyle and, and go with uh, Mason Molina today on the Hill? Uh, no, no, didn't didn't surprise me. I, I mean, I thought there were two, really two options at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um and and I would have leaned towards Mason Molina just because uh you know this is obviously in a really important game the sure. first two are so incredibly important mm-hmm. and it, at this point I think you're you're wanting to you're not trying to look ahead you're trying to do everything you can to to put your best foot, best foot forward in the first day in the in the first game and so Mason Molina's been your best pitcher and your team seems to play the best behind him so uh, you're putting your best foot forward with him out there. Not really a whole big reason to mess up the tra-la-la uh, at this point in time uh, either, right? I mean, you just kind of want to get yourself uh, kind of what you've been used to doing and, and all that all that kind of thing. And Mason Molina's been the guy that's 
been your quote Friday guy anyway, so at least from yeah, just, for the most part of the season. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to overthink it sometimes. Yeah, and you know, God knows this show overthinks. Um, so um, probably <laughs> probably probably not, and I don't mean that always in a most complimentary way either. I mean we we have a, we have a, we have a tendency. I have a tendency to uh, to maybe over overthink things just a just a bit too much, just a just a bit scoshy you know on on that so uh they'll do that and um and molina will will you know hopefully go uh what would you like him to go i mean i know you want to go the distance but six would be optimum right uh six would be great but i mean seven's better sure just when you start going through that batting order a third time it makes it i mean a little bit more predictable i think maybe for the hitters and maybe it it leans a little bit uh towards Towards them, uh, Coach Tadlock in good spirits yesterday at practice. Yeah, I, it, yeah. It, it looked like when I saw him on TV last night during the news, um, and I would I'd probably never say this to his face, but it looks like he's aged a little bit this year. I don't know if it was the the lighting of uh, of the sun and the practice, or or even the the uh, the interview post practice. It just it he just he looked. It looks like this year is taking a toll on him a little bit and he's i mean he's, okay. he's getting up there in, in age a little bit it's a it's obviously a young man's game but i mean we all we all kind of take a little extra toll each year he's he's barely 50 i know but he just he just he looked he looked a little he looked worn a little worn a little worn yesterday so hopefully he gets a got a good night's sleep <laughs> last night and be ready to be ready to go making sound decisions <laughs> You just never know. You just never know yeah. what's going to come out of this mouth, Jamie. Yeah, I'm um, anxious to. I'm anxious to hear when Chuck says this about Coach Gerlich or about uh, Coach mm. McGuire. Yeah. Will we ever hear Chuck say those words about those two coaches? I'm going to guess no. Um. No. You. You may. You may. I. I don't. I, you know. You may. I mean, makeup goes a long way on one end. You know, and on the other end, you know, he's a younger guy <laughs> than Coach Tadlock. Coach McGuire is. Um, Mason Molina, five and two, a three seventy two earned run average. He's a left hander. They'll go up against the Red Raiders will today against the right hander for uh Yukon, Stephen Quigley, four and two with a ERA of four point seven five. What uh, what stands out to you about Mr. Quigley? Really nothing. It's kinda hard to, to really figure out exactly who they would claim as their ace, mm-hmm. but, um, and, and he's a guy that it's pitched some on Fridays, but may not be their ace. It may be a situation where they're kind of saving their best guy for, for Florida for Saturday. Um, so, you know, it, do, it does feel like it gives you an opportunity here, possibly. Um, he's a division two guy. He's a grad transfer division two guy who transferred to UConn this year. And this is his first year with, with the Huskies. So, um, you know, first time he's been in this kind of situation in the NCAA tournament. Okay. So, so you maybe hope that, uh, nerves get to him a little bit and maybe, uh, stomach churns a little bit. And if you can make him maybe think a little bit that that would be, um, a good thing, you know, maybe get, you know, get out to a little bit of a, you know, put him in trouble in the first inning or something, force him to to make a lot of pitches, all, all those, all those kinds of things. Uh, I guess that that would be the the game within the game, and and I think Coach Tadlock talks a lot about 
you know, good at bats or good swings or all those all those kinds of things, right? Yes, he does talk about those things. That's, <laughs> okay. that's he's might reiterate he's, that today too, right? I, I I'm sure he'll talk about that. I I I think um, you know the Red Raiders, in my opinion, have have hit better against right-handed pitching this year than left-handed pitching. So okay. I, I I like the matchup for Tech again. It's not. You don't look at the numbers and get wowed by a four seven five ERA, you know, sixty nine strikeouts and seventy two innings of work. So he's not a guy that's blowing people down. Not imposing. Um, no, no, two sixty three opponent batting average is a nice number, but yeah, it doesn't. It, it feels like a a guy that uh, you have a good shot against. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. A couple things, Jamie. Uh, one, uh, I was out and about the other day and I uh, ran into a, I think he's still prominent. He was more prominent when he was, uh, uh, more active in his business and his uh, political career. Um, but he, uh, he's now retired and he told me, uh, he said, oh, I've still got a few, uh, hip pocket, you know, folks that I take care of cherry picked them and said, I, I just, I just uh, try to keep myself from being bored and watching TV uh, all all day. And he goes, and, and watching you guys. He goes, I watch you guys. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll try not to be boring. So I'm going to try not to be boring for those those folks that are watching and listening today. Okay. okay. okay we're just, we're just starting now. Well, I mean, that's always... It's it's always the goal not to be, but I mean, when somebody kind of points it out to you that they get bored watching all TV all day, and then they include you in the comment, you go, oh, okay, maybe maybe just a little reflective there. I mean, might have been a might have I might have connected dots that maybe weren't there, but I mean, that was it's kind of like okay, yeah, well, we'll try better. We'll try better. We need to get y'all moving. Y'all need to be animated. Animated hands hands moving, gestures animated. We'll be. And maybe AI will will uh, overtake the morning drive here. Artificial did he tell you that you also looked like you were aging? Did not. He did not. He didn't did, mention did, that. Did not mention. Did not mention that. I just thought mm-hmm. he looked a little bit. Was starting to look a little bit older. Um, I heard some comments from Jimmy Butler last night. At the NBA Finals began. I thought, well, that's kind of a weird comment. And then I looked at the stats. And I'm like, okay, now I know why he made the comment that he did. Because usually in the NBA, it's all about the three ball, right? Uh, last night, the Nuggets beat the Miami Heat in game one of the NBA Finals, 104 to 93. The comment from Jimmy Butler is like, he, yeah, he goes, we, 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 we need to get more layups and get to the free throw line and do a better job of that. Jamie, last night in the NBA Finals in game one, the Miami Heat sent a NBA playoff record with fewest free throw attempts. They had two. Two. Two free throw attempts. <laughs> they went. They made them, but they made two, two free yeah, throw attempts. Crazy. That is crazy. Me- meanwhile, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, it's not like they. It's not like they did a bunch more. They were sixteen to twenty. I mean, it was fourteen more points, which you know basically is the difference in the ball game because um, they won by what, 11, 104 to, to ninety three. And, and the Nuggets were 16 to 20. The Heat went 13 to 39 from beyond the arc, and uh, Denver 8 of 27 uh, from beyond the arc last night. But how about that? Is just that's nutso. 
when you think about it, just nutso. Um, the uh, the Heat uh, turned it over eight times, and uh, they got 13 points off the 10 uh, Nugget turnovers. The Nuggets only got nine off of the Heat eight turnovers, so it's not like it was, and hardly any fast break points. Um, but they did get they did get a ton of points in the paint. The Nuggets had 46. The Heat had 38 uh, last night. So game uh, game two will come up on Sunday. We'll have that for you on 100.7, the score as it stands right now. It's scheduled to get underway at uh, 6 o'clock. So I, I really had no- nothing else to do last night, so I watched the game, uh-huh. and um, it was never a game. It was never Jimmy a game. Butler, Jimmy yeah. Butler was nowhere to be seen. Um, he was a no-show, mm-hmm. um, and it was never, ever in question. Did you? Te- the game was never in doubt. Did you text him and say, Buckets, man, what's up? <laughs> I did not. Okay. But he uh, he needs to show up if the Heat are going to have a shot here. Yeah, right, clearly. It, 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 it feels like they don't have a shot. Feels like it. Okay, feels yeah. like it. Um. What did you think about the SEC's decision or announcement yesterday that when Oklahoma and Texas join them, um, they are they are going to get rid of their divisions and they're still only going to play eight conference games in 2024, as opposed to nine like the Big 12? Do you do you think this should be uniform amongst the Power Five schools? Um, I don't think it has to be. I mean, it, I guess it would make for more entertaining football, but it doesn't have to be. I, I don't. I, I guess I didn't think too much of their decision. I, I'm not surprised that they're sticking with eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole divisions thing just doesn't. I'm, I'm not that locked into the yeah. SEC that yeah. I care that much. Right now, so. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, you know, much like would you be fine in the Big Twelve if it just I guess that's just the way it's going to be this year is uh, there's no real divisions, right? So it's just the top two teams are going to play for the Big 12 title, right? The, the mm-hmm. two best records right. in the league right. are going to play for the Big 12 title, and I'm I'm fine with that. Well, it just, I don't know, it just feels like that eight is not right, um, that that extra game uh, of a patsy of, you know, whether it's Immaculate Conception or Tarleton State or you know, an extra one of those uh, that they'll kind of get a freebie that they always seem to do in November. Um, when when you look at the college football playoff, now maybe moving forward, that will even itself out when you get to 12 teams. But, you know, until you, like, again this year, they'll, they'll have one less game against a tougher opponent. Meanwhile, you know, the, the Big Ten schools or the Pac-12 schools or the Big 12 schools or the ACC – you know, and for the Big 12 especially, you know, you're playing nine games against basically real teams. I don't know. It just seems like and, – and there are teams that are playing, you know, real teams in the non-conference, obviously, with Texas Tech traveling to Wyoming and, and playing Oregon. And Tarleton State's not a real game. We know that. I don't know. It just seems like – that. Sh- it seems like that should be considered when they look at the college football playoff. That that should be – that data point should be a knock against them, but it doesn't seem don't to ever you, be. Don't well, don't you think it is? I don't I don't I don't know that it is because I think they just pile up the 
I don't think it. Well, I don't was, think it hurts. So you're them. just saying. So you're just saying they ignore it. The committee. Yeah. That feels that way. No, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does count against them. But I mean, the the SEC's point here is that we play a tough enough schedule with who we're playing in conference play. Mm-hmm. We don't need this other tough game. And that is a that is okay. a fair point. Okay, so that I is mean, a fair point. And and it is all about the data points and all that. We've heard so much about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and. And I'm not going to tell you that I don't think the SEC gets the benefit of the doubt over others, but surely that factors. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, you know, one of those SEC schools or whatever plays a tougher non-conference schedule or whatever. I, I think that there's so much that's made of where they play that game, uh, where in the schedule, mm-hmm. okay, which is late in the season. Right. Okay. Well, obviously, they just get their conference season started earlier than most do. Okay, Mm -hmm. and so it's a glaring game late in the year where you're like, well, we're playing a tough game against Kansas State and and they've got, you know, Tennessee Sisters of the Poor. Okay, JV. Well, we had Tennessee Sisters of the Poor JV at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they just move it to there. And so, yes, they play one less. I get it. Okay. And yes, I think the committee has always had to take that into account, but I just think their their schedules are 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 tough enough, and it doesn't doesn't hurt them um, because of it. But I, I, I again, I just don't think that they just ignore it. They're like, oh well, that's what the SEC does, so we we're not going to ding them for that. Hmm. No, when they're looking at individual teams, they're going to look and see that they challenge themselves in the you know non conference play, whether it was in november or whether it was in september it they got to look at that yeah it just doesn't seem like that comes out when it comes to selection time it just doesn't seem like that point is is um is mentioned um it doesn't seem like it's a it's belabored or anything like that uh this from the eighth flooring center chat line i was unaware of this this person says ad was furious yesterday about it (laughs) furious Furious, yeah. furious, Jamie. Well, that's—he's got it right. No, he's got he's it right. Got he's allowed to have an opinion. No, I, I know, but I mean, it's just the—the—that's a pretty strong adjective there. Furious. He's—he's he's allowed to have that, and I'm allowed to just really not care what the SEC does. No, I got it. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Brendan Rikers in for Jeff this week. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us. We come to you from the First United Bank studio and I look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line and the Visual Edge IT hotline. I feel like I'm getting my game face on, Jamie, that uh, um, I'm ready to I'm ready to kind of Get serious and get down to brass tacks here with this uh, with this baseball game today. Ten thirty, the broadcast time. Eleven o'clock, first pitch today. So, two questions for you, and you can you can decide which one you want to answer first. And I'm I'm being serious when I ask you these questions. This is not this is not jacking around, Chuck. This is you know strategy, Chuck, right here. What what do you feel the best about with this baseball team going into this game, and what concerns you the most? about this this game or this team going into this game today? What concerns me the most and what I feel best about? Um, 
Uh, I feel best about you have Mason Molina on the mound and your team plays well behind Mason Molina. Your bats seem to swing better. Your your defense seems to be better, and Mason's is really good. So I, that would be what I feel best about. Okay. Um, what concerns me the most, uh, probably their running game. Their running game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and putting you in a yeah. putting you in a in a in a tough spot then along those lines of you have. Um, what did you call it the other day? You called it uh, free bases. Is that what you called it? Free bases. Yeah. 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 Have they since you brought that stat up? Have they have they done a a better job of that? Um, it, it's. I feel like it's been a little bit better. I mean, quite honestly, when when you win, it seems to always be a good number, and when you don't, it usually is a bad number. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh, get a couple things from uh, the skipper of the team, uh, Tim Tadlock. First, his uh, thoughts on UConn and playing the Huskies today. Coach Penders has done a good job for a long time there. Um, their program's uh, very well respected across the country, the way they go about things and the way they play the game. And um, looks like to me, I mean, their lineup uh, is uh, looks like they could give you some problems um, on the mound, obviously. Um, they got a closer, I think, that's been there since 18, maybe started at Vanderbilt. and. Uh, maybe start his career there and a few left-handers in the bullpen and um, getting Quigley tomorrow, right-hander. And uh, so, I mean, it's uh, just like the games we played them uh, when they did come to Lubbock. I mean, you got to play good sound baseball to you know, come out on the right side of it. How, how much of, uh, of, of Tech and, and them is left over from the last time these two teams played here in, in Lubbock, Jamie, a couple of years ago? Not a lot. You have they they have a few guys that saw a little bit of action, but not much. And and you have just one hitter, Drew Woodcox, who took at bats in that series. He just took a couple, and then you have um, I think it's four pitchers who stepped onto the mound there, but none of them in prominent roles. So there's there's just not not a whole bunch there. Do you um, do you get a sense that their pitching is is deeper, or is it? Are we at a point in time of the season? Because of of the injuries and what's what's transpired with with uh, Tech, that almost everybody's pitching is deeper than yours. Um, man, I I I don't know that I would. You know, there are teams that are much worse off than you are mm-hmm. uh, across the country. Most of them probably are not playing in the in a regional. Um, you know, I mean, you're going to look at Florida A&M and you're not going to sure. you're not going to feel like they're deeper than you are. I guess I meant by like a comparable seed or or, you know, comparison of, you know, maybe teams at your level. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. I mean, I, I think it's it's fair to to have concerns with the starting rotation. There's mm-hmm. that, I think that's fair. Um, but. You know, we'll, we'll see how these guys perform this weekend. But, um, you know, last weekend, or excuse me, last year, you were also worried about your pitching staff heading into the regional, and you only gave up six runs. So, um, you know, hopefully Kyle Robinson, we can see Kyle Robinson that we saw last weekend. And that start against Oklahoma State, we can see more of that. And when he pitches this weekend, he does well. And, I thought Zane Petty was throwing his best of the season heading into the postseason. Obviously, he didn't have a great game against Oklahoma State, but hopefully uh, we can see those guys kind of hit their stride at the right time. 
7.06 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Coach Tadlock uh, was asked yesterday about the offensive uh, identity of his team, and here's how he explained how he sees his team from an offensive standpoint and their identity. I mean, we've been pretty good within the strike zone. I mean, we start off with a guy that um, controls the strike zone really good. Um, probably don't have anybody within that lineup that does it the way he does it, but he kind of sets the tone for it. And uh, our guys, you know, understand, you know, that each guy could kind of set up the inning and uh, the ability to um, extend that bats has been there. I think we've, even though, you know, it's uh, last weekend, we weren't real good in, in some situations. Um, I think we can uh, put some pressure on somebody really by, you know, dealing with what's right in front of you, the 17 inches and, and uh, controlling the strike zone and being good hitters. I think, you know, all young hitters at times try to get outside themselves, right? And uh, we've probably wanted to run more the whole year than we have. Our ballpark doesn't necessarily ask you to do that every day. Um, it pretty much asks you to separate balls and strikes and get on base and have a good OPS and, you know, drive the baseball and, but we've got really athletic guys. I think if we have to do that, we can. What What do you hear there when he with from uh, when when you when you hear that comment, Jamie? What What stands out to you? Um, you know, the first part of it, Nolan Hester has been phenomenal for the Red Raiders as a leadoff man. Um, uh, he's just been so incredibly good, and and I think that you need more guys that have the approach that Nolan Hester has. Um, I hear him, you know, saying things about, you know, wanting to run more than they have. Well, that's definitely something that I would, would, uh, like to see this team do. We saw them do that a little bit more in Arlington where it is a ballpark that does play bigger and that you do, you know, it's, it's harder to hit run, home runs. So it does make sense to run a little bit more this ballpark here, um, it's, you know, Coach Tadlock talked about last year and the last couple of seasons offensively, it, or it played really offensive. Um, it wasn't super humid yesterday. Uh, it was a little bit, but the ball was still carrying pretty well yesterday. So that was that was good to see. Um, we do know that we're, that there's a potential for rain this weekend, and, and that'll make things a little bit thicker and make it more difficult to, to get the ball to carry. So um, that should factor in this weekend as well and if we do see that i would expect that you'll see the red raiders be a little bit more aggressive on the base paths uh the other thing that, that stood out and we have just a few moments and we can come back after uh, the sports center is the the that this pitcher is a strike thrower and that it seemed in his mind what he observes coach tadlock that his team performs better when a when a guy's throwing the ball in the strike zone so I don't know if that if that gives you an advantage or not, but you know maybe the the guy that's throwing the ball in the dirt and you're swinging and missing. Uh, obviously, it's easier to hit the ball if it's over the plate, uh, but you still got to execute it. But that that's what kind of also stood out to me. We'll get your thoughts on that here in just a moment. Also, I have a weather forecast for Gainesville, Florida today. Looks like when we're playing today, Jamie, there's just a two percent chance of rain at 11, one at noon, two at one. And uh, two at uh, three at uh, two o'clock your time today. So uh, temperatures in the uh, high 70s and early 80s today. So should be favorable. 
to get uh, the Tech and Yukon game in today. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Chris Need now in uh, relief of uh, Jamie Lynn, who's uh, off to get ready for Texas Tech and uh, UConn today at 1030. Jamie's got a question for me, for Brennan, and our fine listening audience. I don't like this question. <laughs> um, okay, but by all means, ask it. Yeah, because the – but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Okay. Um, if Tech – if Texas Tech performs the way that we probably think they will in this weekend, which means they probably – Oh, this is negative, Snead, yeah, here. One, one win and two losses this mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. Is this a failure season? No. No. No, I, I don't think so. I think I think um, the way that I look at this, this is just the maybe the uneducated fan uh, coming out. But I, I view this, you, you've, you had a very young team coming in. Uh, you had some unfortunate pitching injuries take place. You had some guys that, didn't perform like you thought that you were going to perform. I mean, for for God's sake, Brendan Gurton, uh, he was your Friday starter, and now he's like MIA. Um, and so I think the fact that you um, got yourself into postseason play and have put yourself in this position, I, I don't view this as a as a failure season. I, I would say this is a this has now become the bare minimum expected season for Texas Tech baseball fans in that you made the tournament um and that's 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 the that's the bare minimum because you're not hosting a regional you're not expected to go to a super so you're not expected to go to Omaha but the 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 bare minimum it's kind of like it used to be with football just get to a bowl game that's 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 the standard um that's where you start and then you kind of move from there Brennan Yeah I kind of agree with you chuck there there is a lot of high expectations set for this program that has been built by tim tadlock but you are one win away from a 40 win season Mm -hmm. which if you consider everything that the team has gone through this season that's still that's still pretty good in my book it's not very often you see a, a team have a 40 win season you've made the postseason this season uh you've 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 battled through a lot of things and uh, no matter what happens this weekend, you you can look forward. What and once the season's done, you can look forward to uh, pr- using this season to gain momentum entering the next season. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Um, this was uh, potentially the youngest uh, team that Tim Tadlock has run out, and. And even with that, this team still was on the precipice of uh, of forty wins. Um, just felt never felt like your engine was running at full speed. No, it you never felt, really did. It felt, it, yeah. You felt it feels like you you're like, like you're sputtering, like when you you start up your lawnmower and it's just going. In, in some instances, you know. In some instances, <laughs> I I kind of think that that was uh, one of Tim Tadlock's best coaching jobs. Mm. In order, you know, yeah. Uh, when you consider the fact that uh, before before the season even gets out of the gates, 
one of your weekend starters in, in uh, Jared Washburn is poof, gone. Yeah. And and then um, and then Bo Blessy has his, his uh, ailment, um, and two-thirds of your rotation are, are just poof, gone. And, yeah. and now you're – you're scrambling in week two and three. And remember, this team got off to a what, 10 and 0 record to start the season. Mm-hmm. 11 and 0. Man. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think and I think that's a great point with regard to Washburn. Uh, I think the Girton situation is puzzling, uh, and you hope that he kind of finds himself right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the Bo Blessy uh, stuff, and then you know Dylan Carter getting hurt. I mean, it kind of felt like. I felt think like the you're season, really, you're the really season turned at that moment. You're um, really rolling uh, when he got hurt, and you were eighteen and three or well, something. And at that he point. was hitting the ball extremely well. Now you you hear talk about you know Gabe Harrelson taking over center field. Gage, and Gage, yeah. you got you get Gabe Holt. Yeah, I get. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, but I mean, but it, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I I, I just I just misspoke. But anyway, the bottom, a, no, the, the bottom line is the bottom line is when. You know, because Carter was off such a great start at the plate, um, and everybody knows what he can do defensively. I mean, the guy's amazing. Uh, yeah. But you, if you're going to play that center field spot, you got to produce. Yeah, and and at the plate, at the, uh, there's other oper- um, options for the Red Raiders. I mean, I haven't I haven't disagreed with many things that Tim did this year. I, I Jack did. Washburn. You said, well, said Jared. Yeah, you said Jared. Oh, dang it! See, see, Jared Washburn just dead. Yeah, <laughs> Jack. Yeah, gave me. Hey, hey, I get it right back from you. <laughs> right, right. Boomstick, <laughs> boomstick. That's how it rolls. One for one. one we're, we're, for, you got one. I got one. One for one. Uh, this Chuck, your lawnmower only sounds like that because you, have, you tend to start it up in a torrential driving rain. No, it was already started when the torrential driving rain started. I just chose to continue. Shirt off. I saw. Right. Yeah. Right. What, what is there a problem with that? Give the neighborhood ladies a show. Is there a problem with that? Uh, I mean, evidently not. I mean, I still feel like I kind of got it a little bit, right? <laughs> okay, here we go. Seven thirty hour. Here we go. I still kind of got it. Still, I still feel it. Feel it. I still feel it a little bit. I mean, I, I got it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I like this. Seven thirty six. All right. Uh, let's see here. From the, this this team got up to number two in the nation. Are you sure this isn't considered a failure? No, because of all the things that we just said. Uh, you know, you had you had some injuries. You had some you know things that didn't work out from the pitching wise. I I can't. I don't think anytime you make postseason play, I don't think you can consider that a failure season. I I think you're right, Chuck, and I think the uh, for us the expectations from a fan base have changed. And and let's face it, I mean, if this offends you. So what? Most of the most of Texas Tech's baseball fans became baseball fans in 2014. I mean, so the, there's a lot of recency, and so our, our baseball fans. Well, you everybody know, loves a winner. I mean, yeah, you want I mean, to ju- jump on board. Yeah, our, our baseball fans have seen us go to Omaha mm-hmm. five of the last nine years. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're unfortunately you get used to doing that. Yeah, and so I think there's. There's a lot of folks that think, well, we're we going to host a regional. You know, we're going to, you know, what we. Gonna, hey, you know what? We, there was a thought of there was a. I had this wild thought that if you could win the Big Twelve title uh, over this past weekend, and some things kind of fell your way, that they might look at you and go, "Hey, you know what? No." Okay, no. well, I, again, I, I mean, you can dismiss me. I'm not fine. dismissing you. I'm just saying well, you no. You kind of were dismissive there. Oh, 
Okay. Well, no, I'm dismissing no, you. No, no, well, no. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just not dismissing you. I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> I mean, anyway, you're not, just... I mean, you're you're an RPI of at the time uh, the end, at the end of the Big Twelve tournament, your RPI of 41. Yeah. If you had won, I, the highest your ceiling would have been 35. Do you? And they're not, they're not doling out the host sites to 35 RPI teams. Do you? Do you? No matter like, what Pete Hughes thinks. Would you like the RPI to be reevaluated, much like uh, the basketball RPI has been? Reevaluate. My question is, why isn't there something? I mean, the net seems to have become a more uh, um, accurate model. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do something more similar for for baseball? The problem is, baseball plays so many more series, um, and you almost have to count the series as a single game. Yeah, I mean, so the, you, it's it's a different model, and so I don't know if someone can come up with something better. I don't. I don't know how they do that. All right, let me ask you this: Should K State have been in over Oklahoma? No. No. Did you I, see the quote from the K State? I absolutely saw the quote from there. Oh. I also saw their garbage midweek skip. They went four and eight <laughs> on midweeks. You lost to a team called St. Thomas, a team that's playing its first Big Twelve. Oh no, excuse me, a Division One season. You lost to them at home. You lost to Omaha. Omaha, the Mavericks. Those guys are terrible. They're right down the street from the College World Series, and they couldn't find it with a map because they're not any, they're not any good. And you lost to them. Okay, all right. So, cool. oh, don't get me going on I, Pete Hughes. I'm gonna get we stirred <clears throat> up about Pete Hughes and that and that Pete Hughes. Just shut up, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shelly wants to know got what, Chuck? I'll just leave it at that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's crazy for how successful this program's been. They've been extremely snake bit injury wise almost every year back to 2016. Peace. He had a key guy missing almost all of the season, or COVID wrecking your best team. Yeah, no, no doubt. Somebody says this. Let the boys get out there and play before we determine whether the season was a win or an L. Please, guys. Notice how I didn't say whether or not. I'm a weather. I'm not a weather or not guy. I'm a weather. Just weather. Kind of like either, neither. Whether the season was a W or an L. Are you a weather or not, or just a weather guy? In the history of my life, I've never once com- contemplated that. I'm going to put that in your in your mind to have you think about that <laughs> okay. as you're going forward. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Chris is in for Jamie, Brennan's in for Jeff, and I'm just here. So it's uh, nice to have you with us today. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to doubleT973.com for that or the mobile app. The Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. We'll have Red Raider baseball for you on the air today at 1030 in the morning. This morning, they'll take on UConn. We'll have balls and strikes just after 11. All right, so what's your what's your take on this baseball game today, Chris? Uh, you know, um, what we've heard about uh, UConn is uh, is that this is a, a pretty consistent team. They're a team of guys uh, that uh, um, you know they've got some age on them. They're they're not. I mean, we're a very youthful team, but um, this is a team that's got some experience, some age. Um, it's a team that's been to a regional five straight times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they played in a super. Uh, a regional final to get to a super. In fact, um, had they been, um, uh, if they, had they knocked off Oklahoma State, they'd have come to Lubbock um, a couple of years ago when we played Oklahoma State in that uh, epic super regional. Um, 
They're a, they're a consistent team. That's the other theme we've heard about these guys. Consistent. Um, they're going to be. Um, you know, they're going to be strike throwers. I mean, they're not going to wow you. They're not, you know, there's not a guy on that roster that's got a you know 125 ERA. Do you think the strike throw? Because Coach Tedlock brought that up. Do you think? And he talked about how his team does better against quote strike throwers. Do you do you think that's an advantage for Tech today? I think if. if I think it could be. I mean, it really could be, um, and I and I hope it is. This team does hit good pitching, uh, and I mean, there are there are guys that, that uh, this lineup doesn't see well. Um, Lucas Gordon comes to mind, a guy like that from UT. I mean, a guy like that just carves us up. Um, the guy from the Traxel kid from West Virginia, you know, guy was a. Kind of a soft throwing, eighty-five mile an hour. It's like those guys from Sam Houston State that came in here and and beat Tech. I realize that that team is totally gone now, but mm-hmm. but it seems like against those, you know, crafty kind of you know guys that kind of throw it in the dirt kind of thing that you feel like you should be able to hit the ball a million miles. You don't do as well against as the guys that you know come at you. And uh, and and I don't know if that's. Uh, that's a, a style of ball player that's being recruited here, or if that's, you know, a function of you know better baseball players do better against better baseball players. I I don't know. It's just it 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 is kind of interesting to me when he says that. It's like, well, you think pitchers would want to be strike throwers, but not all pitchers are quote strike throwers. Yeah, um, some guys rely on swing and miss strikes, and uh, you know the the guy the Traxel guy is he's going to throw a lot of balls out of the zone and rely on you swinging and missing. Um, and that's that's a different style, you know. He's not a guy that's going to fill it up with just straight gas, ninety-five mile an hour gas. But you got the Quigley down under guy today. Quigley down under guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Uh, down under? Yeah, that was yeah. a terrible movie. Tom Selleck, like a, good guy. Uh, one of our horse names for the mm. Quigley Derby. down under. Quigley down under. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> You know, I, I I think this team is the, the UConn's a team that's not going to beat themselves. Okay, they're not going to go out and just and just kick the ball all over the place. They're they're, you know, I, I expect a, a four to two, five to two type of a game today. Okay, for the, whoever wins it, um, Tech and and. Uh, Do you feel good the, about today? I feel good about you know from a two seed versus a three seed standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel pretty good about it. This is pretty as good a draw as you can. The way the, the the way these things are snaked out um, in in the seating, they're one of the lower two seeds, and we're one of the higher three seeds. So we're going to end up um, playing someone that's pretty close to us. It's like uh, it should be like looking in a mirror. Now the team that plays the most consistent today is uh, is probably the team that can win. When this team hits, couldn't you say that about every game though? Not, not necessarily. I bet you Jackson, uh, not Jackson State, but uh, Flor- uh, Florida A&M could go out there and play its most consistent game of the year and get beat by 10 runs by okay. Florida. Okay, that's, that's, that's fair. I mean, because there's a talent gap. That's fair. That's kind and, of a jerky comment to make. Yeah, well, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. No, I mean, it, by, it, me, by me. No, not, not, no, it really wasn't. Okay. I mean, because you could say that about most teams at, the, at mm-hmm. Kansas. Excuse me, uh, Kansas. I've got PKs in my mind right now. Uh, about the uh, um, at the UConn Tech level. Um Teams at that level that play consistent, we're going to win more, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why Texas Tech had such an up and down season because you just weren't totally consistent. Yeah, and 
this is a talented team that we're going to play today. So um, what do you think about the decision to uh, start Mason Molina versus uh, Kyle Robinson? Did you? Did I'd, you did I'd been you... shocked if we didn't. And if if we had started Kyle Robinson today, that's that's it's it's either it's one of those deals. It's like oh boy, or it's a it's a brilliant move if you win. Sure. If if you win, and and you and you get to throw Molina against Florida, mm-hmm. then then you're boy you're set up. You're in, in that quote unquote catbird seat. Mm-hmm. Or if you win and uh, and and Florida A and M upsets. Uh, Florida, and now you're throwing Zane Petty against Florida A and M because yeah. they only got one pitcher. But you know the the problem is if you were to lose today, then that puts you in a horrible spot. Yeah, and I mean, you've seen it. It's it's so hard. It's so rare to see a team come out of the losers bracket mm-hmm. to win these regionals, especially if you lose the first game. I mean, your your chances of winning this regional go down into like single digits. If you lose the first game, all right. So uh, walk me through this. So you win today. Let's just say you win today, and let's just say you win tomorrow. I think there's two then, scenarios. Then you could then you could close out on Sunday, correct? All you have to do is win. If you want, if your you first, win three games, yeah. You, you, I mean, if you yeah, won your first you, three games. It's over. It's right? over. Yeah. yeah. You you go win win win. You're mm-hmm. going on to uh, uh, the supers. It's the supers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I played. Someone asked me yesterday on the show, how does the, how does Walk us through the scenario where Tech wins this this regional uh, if they lose a game, and I say it's it's win today, it's lose to Florida. Actually, it's win today, win against Florida, lose the the next game, and then win the next game after that. And and you're winning a game that's fifteen to thirteen. Very similar to how you were set up in the Big Twelve tournament. Exactly. Win win, and then you know you play the that semifinal game. Mm-hmm. Against Oklahoma State, they beat you. You have to play an extra. Yeah. Now, I mean, the thing about Florida, if you look at them, and UConn, if you look at them, they've got guys that have started a lot of games on the weekend. What you don't see on their rosters is guys that have started a lot of games on midweek. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Florida especially kind of drops off real quick, and they've got, you know, you know, Teddy Tuesday out there running around. So, Teddy Tuesday. Yeah. So. Okay. Is that okay? No, I, just, I can call him Manny Midweek starter. Manny Midweek, uh, Wesley Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah but see, Freddie that, Friday. No, Freddie Friday. You don't want to see. You don't want to see no, Freddie Friday. 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 And and interestingly enough, um, Florida's they're throwing their Sunday guy on against Jackson. We keep calling to say Jackson State. Uh, Florida A and M. Florida A and M. Yeah, I'm voting in the in the uh, HBCU poll. And well, wouldn't that State. be uh, Wouldn't that be interesting if that backfired on them? It could be interesting. Now, the guy they're throwing is their Sunday guy. He's got six wins and he's got twenty eight jacks. He's a he's a finalist for the uh, John Ellerud Award. It's a two way player of the year, and he's a dude. He's a guy. He's a sophomore and he's a dude. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety seven three dot com.